everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Disney Resorts Podcast. My name is Kenny Hayes, and I am joined alongside, as always, by Walt Ramirez. Hey, everybody. Hey, Ken. How you doing tonight? I have to correct myself, Walt. I messed up the intro. It's the one and only Walt Ramirez. That's all right. I'll let you slide this time. (laughs) (laughs) So, folks, (laughs) we got a good episode lined up for this week. Uh, First, we're going to get into some WDW news around the Walt Disney World Resort. Then we are going to go into a short segment of part two of what we think is wrong at Walt Disney World. And we have some good clips just from a very short years ago. And uh, you're not going to want to miss this. So, and then we're going to head over and do our top three restaurants over at Epcot. And before we wrap up in this episode, we are going to go over our top five nighttime atmospheres at Walt Disney World. So, Walt, some of the news coming out of WDW over the past week, and a lot of people have been upset. And I'll bring it up on the screen right now for all of us over on YouTube. When you're coming into Walt Disney World to start your magical vacation, Disney has decided to take down the big billboard of the Tower of Terror. So uh, another iconic, something iconic at Walt Disney World that yet again they have decided. And there it is on the screen if you're watching on YouTube that has now been removed. And Disney said they are replacing it with landscaping. So not to dwell on it, Walt, because it's not big news, but a lot of people were upset that this billboard was removed does really matter to you you know i agree with you i think it's it's um something that was iconic it wasn't bothering anybody i don't understand why it had to be taken down i understand that the mechanical part of the um Mm -hmm. of the sign uh wasn't working so it used to move back and forth uh and then it stopped i guess um i guess that was not in the budget to fix that whatever part needed to be fixed um, but you know, I mean, it, to me, it's just, it's one of those things where it's another small thing that goes away, but it just keeps mounting. There's more and more small things that go away to me. That was, you know, if you were going to take that down to replace that with something better or something new, that's fine. I'm all for it. But if you're going to just take that down and just put landscaping up, it just, it's, it was part of the atmosphere of driving on that road. I know maybe some folks who don't rent cars and were just, using bus transportation on property didn't really even notice that. But for those mm-hmm. of us that did drive around, I mean, it's one of those things that you know, it's, it, it, it's a little sad that these things are going away. And I, one of the other things that you were going to mention today was also the DVC sign, which is, has scaffolding all over it now. Now, perhaps they're going to repaint it and uh, do something to it. I don't know. I, it, it looked fine to me the last time I went past it. Uh, but with all that scaffolding up there, I would assume they're going to paint and not just tear it down. Uh, so who knows? Maybe the maybe the uh, color configuration isn't something that DVC wanted anymore. Maybe they're changing that up. Maybe a new logo. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, in regards. Yeah, I, I think in regards to the the uh, the DVC van, which is located at the intersection of Lake Buena Vista Drive and Backstage Road. I think it's Road, not Ave. Uh, it's right across the street from Bonnet Creek, right down the road from which is now Riviera. Um, I, you and I pass by that all the time, especially when you're staying over at Old Key West or Saratoga Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, 
with the Tower of Terror, like you said, it was it's I it's not iconic, but it was just another thing, a part of the atmosphere that made Disney different. You know, you're starting your vacation, you, you you're coming into property, and there it is. Like you said, it hasn't worked in several years now. How the actual elevator used to move up and down, but it it was still nice. It's something you don't see every day, and it was just another part of that that Disney feel, that Disney vibe that has been taken away and that all reports indicate that it's just going to be some, some type of landscaping. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think it's going to be anything, you know, that's going to catch your eye when you're coming back home. I, I think the only thing that I can think of logically why they removed it is that um, it's like one of the last connecting things to the old Hollywood studios, which they've completely mm-hmm. gone away from. And now it's just completely, uh, it caters towards you know star wars uh so they've they've kind of removed like the old mgm it used to be mgm hollywood studios and they've Mm -hmm. kind of removed all of the old signage and that's the only thing i can think of that that was one of the last things that was still around that kind of connected you to the park when you know back a decade ago or so so i mean that's it's might be a reach on my part but i think it's just to me it can't make it doesn't make sense to me why you would take that down unless you were putting something else uh, up there that was new like if they were putting up a, a a new star wars gigantic sign there or something with like a millennium falcon on it or something like that that'd be great but it doesn't look like that was the case so i agree because if it was like something like the millennium falcon something with rise of the resistance or even something with the new star wars hotel it, you know you want to excite people you want people to come more often you want people to spend money so I mean, it's a drop in the bucket to anything they would have put up there besides landscaping, but I guess Disney mm-hmm. feels that they don't have to. Uh, in regard to the DVC billboard, I personally think, and it, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around, if they put scaffolding up around it, it's probably for some kind of refurbishment for it. Because if they would have tore it down, they would have came, they would have blocked off the area with machines and ripped it down. So I think, so everyone out there who likes the billboard, I think that billboard will will survive for uh, another tour of duty <laughs> but unless so they're, unless it, they're moving it somewhere you know unless they're gonna unless move they're, it somewhere unless else they're, but. yeah it's possible but um so if you were listening to our last episode episode 11 uh walter and i had a very good discussion at least we feel about what we thought was wrong at walt disney world and we're gonna have a short part two of that right now you know our feelings we got into it um, and it means a lot to us because it is our, it is one of our favorite places to vacation. It's a place for us to escape. And, you know, a lot of the changes that have transpired over the last two plus years, I think we all can agree, no matter, you know, who's out there listening that it's, it, it's, it's really teetering the other way. And, you know, I, I stumbled upon, uh, a commercial back, uh, in 2015, from Walt Disney World, um, telling you, explaining to you uh, in a very good way, because you're going to see it momentarily uh, if you're on YouTube, you'll hear the audio side of it, uh, if you're on the audio version of what they used to offer and how, you know, the how you could tell the pride behind it. Like, this mm-hmm. is what we offer if you stay here. And it was very well done. And Walter and I were talking pre-show about how well the commercial was done, how much thought was put into it. Um, you know, you look at the commercials now and it's very simplistic. It, it, it's, it's all 
computerized like this was pure talent this was thought behind it and when even watching it now it gets me excited like okay yeah i want to go back until you realize that everything that they are talking about is gone everything (laughs) so we're we because of the file was so large that we had to break it up into each segment so we're going to start off with the outro right now and we'll play that for you right now we hope you'll be joining us soon at a beautiful walt disney world resort hotel come down and play we've got magic every night every day plenty of fun times heading your way yes you're gonna love this nothing beats a disney resort hotel Okay, so if you're following along, I actually played the outro of the video. So that's the actual ending of the commercial right now. So let me, um, I'm going to play the intro of that commercial. So I apologize out there, everybody been a long day let me try this again so you want to hear more about our disney resort hotels well you came to the right place you won't believe all the magical benefits you get with more than 20 fun hotels you get to pick your theme You'll find the one that's perfect for your perfect Disney dream. We'll get you so excited that you'll never want to leave. The list of things to see and do is too much to believe. It's true. When you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, the fun never ends. There are water sports, all kinds and sorts that fill the seven seas. Restaurants for bon vivants, such fine amenities. Since your resort hotel can be so near a Disney park, you could play all day with Mickey and see fireworks at dark. You want to spend even more time in a Disney theme park? Well, listen to this. Stay right here with us and then you'll get some magic powers Extra time inside the parks, we call it extra magic hours These extra magic hours happen every single day It's all complimentary and extra thank you for your stay (laughs) Well, I gotta... (laughs) It, it It is so sad So that's only part one of that commercial But it, it, like you said, well, it's so sad because... There was like so much pride at that time in Disney that they were like, we're offering this every night if you stay at a Walt Disney World Resort. And, you know, we thank you for staying here. And this is what we offer you. Not because you stayed at Beach Club and paid $600 a night. Whether you at that point you were you could be picking up $79 to $99 a night over at Pop Century and and all that over there. You, You were getting a good deal. And they were giving you something for it. Don't you agree? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I just watching that just now again, I, I just realized back then you you watched that video and you went, eh, so what? So what? Uh, I'm supposed to get all these things. And mm-hmm. now you realize, wow, these things are all gone and we're mm-hmm. paying more for less. And we took all of that stuff for granted. 
that we thought, ah, oh, so absolutely. What? I mean, this is a hokey commercial. And now you watch this commercial and you're like, wow. I mean, it was well done. And mm-hmm. all of those things that were perks that we thought we took for granted that were perks are now all gone. Yep. I, so here is segment. It, it boggles yeah, the mind. So it only gets better. So here is segment two of that commercial. And this is in regarding to the Magic Bands. Check this out. It's called a Magic Band. Another cool perk you get when you stay in a Disney Resort hotel. We'll give you each a Magic Band. Wear it on your favorite hand. Having up the fun when you're on the run. Your Magic Band will get it done. Just pick the color best for you. Orange, yellow, green, and blue. You can open up your door. Use it at a store. You think that's cool? Just wait, there's more. So, uh, and not too long ago, you used to be able to pick out your Magic Band color complimentary and get it. And now, just like everything else, that's yeah. gone too. <laughs> but I mean, it gets I much mean, better. you know, yeah, I mean, technically the the Magic Band is still in existence, but like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yes, that perk is gone. The freebie's gone. The freebie's gone. Yep. And do you remember with the Magic Bands? I remember back in, it was probably around 2015, 2016. Remember how nice the box was? Like you got it, you know, like a month yeah. and a half before your vacation. And I remember when they came with, they were advertising the Incredibles and it was a great looking box, yeah. you know, it, it, and I still have one of them. And now when you get yeah, your it's magic, like a, it's band, almost like a watch it, box that you would buy a watch, you know, at the store and it would come in a yeah. nice box. I mean, it was really, it was well, it was, I'm sure they spent a lot of money on it. And it was expensive to ship to everybody, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, initially, I still have a couple of those incredible, incredible mm-hmm. boxes, actually. And even pre, even pre the pandemic, right at the end there. I mean, now when you get your your box, if you do order a Magic Band or Magic Bands for your family group, whoever you're going with, it's literally in this white, dingy cardboard box. It, it, there's no graphics on it until you open it up, and then when you open it up, and there's just uh, you know one small graphic on it, and you just literally pull it out. It's it's like you I'm said surprised well, they don't send it when, to you in like an amazon bag listen we, <laughs> we said a couple things on this show already and it's and, and it's transpired so let's not say that um but yeah it, it, there was it, there just seemed to be a lot more effort and thought put into what they gave you and you just felt more valued as a customer um than you do now so yeah, it, it, the, the the last couple the last couple segments get better so this is going to be their uh edition of fast pass plus so here we go that's right you can even use your magic band at our fast pass plus locations what's fast pass plus you ask come on i'll show you <laughs> you've got so much to do you need the perfect perk for you to get down on your weight make a fast pass date we'll help you get on Disney Resort Hotel, you get first access to Fast Pass Plus service up to 60 full days before you check in. You know what I find funny with that, Walt, is that, you know, they start off with, you got so much to do. And it's like, now, you know, they wanted to make your life easier. Book your Fast Pass 60 days out. You've got your three Fast Passes per day. And you didn't have to think about it. 
That's literally what they were saying in the advertisement. And now, like you said, what is everybody doing with Disney World? You're up at 6.30 in the morning to make sure you're on Genie Plus or getting your lightning lanes at 7 a.m. And all day long, your head is literally buried in a phone looking at wait times. Is there lightning lanes available? It's. I know we have uh, another segment still left on this, but this video, and I've seen it in other places, has not aged well at all. (laughs) This is bad. It's actually still relevant today, that segment that we just played, because when he asks, what is FastPass Plus, you ask? That's correct. What is it? Because it's gone. (laughs) So, I mean, that's that's still relevant today because now no one knows what it is anymore. That has gone away. No. And And, like you said, to have the ability to schedule uh, your fast passes 60 days in advance was, I guess you could say, quote unquote, a perk. Uh, and now that's gone. So it's, I mean, to me, it, it it's that that's probably one of the worst things that they've done that they've taken away. Uh, I understand the whole genie plus thing that you and we've talked about this before, and you had a great idea when you said that you should just just charge me the the whatever mm-hmm. amount of money you need to charge, charge me, me charge me for for the three fast passes that I'm getting, so I know what I'm riding. Uh, instead of having me, like you said, uh, every day be a prisoner to my phone. You know, if there's one way that they can improve this, that's one way they can improve it. I know people aren't going to be thrilled with having to pay extra for for the process that was free at one point, and I agree. But I would rather uh, get dinged on the pay, making making that payment and knowing that my experience will at least relatively resemble what it was in the past. And, you know, now it's now it's not the case. Well, when you think about it, Walt, when you booked your 60 day window for your fast passes and you already had your dining reservations done, by the time you actually got to Disney World, everything was basically taken care of already for you. You if you didn't rent a car, the transportation was taken care of for you. Your fast passes were taken care of for you. Your dining reservations. Well, that hasn't changed. That was taken care of. So you literally, I mean, most people had, you know, Excel spreadsheets. When we first started going and we were park hopping and doing three, four parks a day, we lived on spreadsheets because you knew what park you were going to, where my three fast passes were, what park I was going to after, where I was having a a lunch lunch reservation, where I was having a dinner reservation, maybe even a breakfast reservation. So people think we're nuts because we've had to do spreadsheets before because of our days, but it was fun. The buildup of a Disney vacation was fun. And I don't think most people even thought about this. That 60-day window was actually fun because, you know, mm-hmm. you were getting up and you were, you, were, you were booking your favorite rides and you were hoping to get it. And sometimes sometimes you were upset because you couldn't get that ride. But most times I know I did, you know, our family did. But it was the whole point of – and. People who are not Disney fans, they don't understand it, but everyone listening, I think, does, is that part of the Disney vacation starts months in advance. The mm-hmm. whole preparation of, of, of knowing you're going there and, and, and where you're going to eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the rides and the park hopping and being able to go wherever you wanted to go was, was part of it. 
So that's where, like you said, like a lot of us, all, probably all of us took this for granted saying, hey, they'll never get rid of it. And it took what happened over the past two and a half years for it to happen, because I truly believe if this didn't happen, there's no way they could have justified what they're doing now and what is being taken away and what has already begun. Uh, actually, correct me. I'm sorry. And what has already been taken away. So the last one here, the last clip we're going to show now, this one probably hurts the most for most of the Disney fans, because unlike, you know, Walter and I who choose to rent the car and, and have our freedom and not self-infliction on Disney transportation. But for all you out there who loved it, here is the final clip of that, uh, that commercial. Here we go. Orlando airport. Then you get to experience Disney's magical express service. We can pick you up with our airport bus drop your bags and you at your doorstep plus with the drive off your mind leave your worries behind transportation it's on us even after you get here take a monorail or a boat or a bus there's no fee no charge there's no mess no fuss with the drive off your mind leave your worries behind transportation it's on us so that uh, I'm going to say for probably 90 plus percent of the Disney population, the magical express probably hurts the most. And uh fast pass plus is probably a very close second, but uh, yeah, well, it's just, yeah. I mean, especially for families because you know, a lot of, I mean, we, we joke around about self-infliction and, mm -hmm. and renting a car, but uh, our parties aren't as large as some mm -hmm. folks that go to Disney World. So if you have, say, you know, three or four kids and now you have a party of, you know, six or even seven people going with you, if you have a grandparent going along or somebody, another family member, uh, it may not be uh, economically feasible to have to rent a van. It's not going to be the cheapest thing uh, out of uh, Orlando Airport to rent. Uh, so this was your option. And and it was great because it was, you know, wasn't that expensive. Um, I don't recall the exact price per person. I remember when I first going to Disney World, I think it was around 10 or 15 bucks uh, per person each way. So it was like around maybe 30 bucks round trip um, or even might have been even a little less than that. I know that now the Sunshine Flyer, which replaced the Magical Express, is uh, 16 bucks each way. Um, it was it was economical for families and it made sense. Mm -hmm. And plus, it, it, it took the stress away from it because mm -hmm. not everybody wants to plan. Not everybody wants to have to book restaurants months in advance. And this was one of those ways where you you're you're bringing your kids through the airport and you don't have to worry about going to the luggage carousel and getting five or six bags. Mm -hmm. It was all taken care of by Disney. You got on the bus, you were in vacation mode once you got on the bus. Now you started thinking about, you know, your your trip and going in the parks and going on rides. And when you got to the hotel, wherever you were going, your bags were going to get there, whether they got there at the same time or a little later. But eventually your bags were going to be there and you didn't have to worry about it. And the same thing on the way home. It makes a huge difference because, as you know, um, airport experience is has gotten progressively worse over the last couple of years mm -hmm. and it wasn't great before the pandemic and it's horrible now so if you have a family and you got a bunch of kids in tow the last thing you want to do 
is have to worry about going to uh, check your bags and 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 lug all. You you want to make your airport experience as seamless as possible, and this allowed you to do that. And they took it away from you as a perk. Now it's still there technically because you could pay for it and use the sunshine flyer, but as you saw in that video, they were very, very proud to let you know that it's on us. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not on us anymore. <laughs> so no, um, no, it, they should it, do that. It's not on us anymore. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just one of those things that, you know what, you know what, Ken, when I watch that, I, I say to myself, they took pride in letting mm -hmm. you know how good their product was, how superior their product was to everyone else. Now, there's people out there that are going to make the argument that technically, yeah, it still is superior, but that's the problem. You've fallen back on, on arrogance that no matter how bad we treat people, uh, they're going to still keep coming back because our product is still superior to everybody else's. Whereas back then in that during, and that was, I mean, we talk about back then. I mean, as you said, how long ago was that? That was what, five years ago, six years ago? Or is that was it? Yeah, the, the video was recorded. I think it was put out in 2015. But think about it. Every okay, so single perk was there until yeah, the pandemic. So, yeah. So seven years ago might as well have been like a hundred years ago because that mm -hmm. that that all of that stuff is gone. Um now there's some some slight variances of that that are still in existence, but none of that is gone. And the pride, like you said, the pride of letting people know that if when you come to Disney World, you're going to get special treatment, and this is what we provide for you, and that is, you know, that's that it just it it's not. They're not letting you know. Well, first of all, they're not letting you know because they 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 are, they're not giving you special treatment anymore, but they don't let you know what perks or or any kind of services that they provide for you anymore. Now, part of the reason is because there's really not many anymore. But mm -hmm. uh, when you watch that, you say to yourself, like folks who haven't been to Disney in the last seven or eight years, probably look at that and go, what, what, is, what are they talking about? You know, what is this stuff? Mm -hmm. But if you've been there for the last 10, 15, 20 years and you've seen the gradual changes and now the last two or three years, some sudden changes. And like you just pointed out. Would any of this have had? Would this have happened if there were no? If there wasn't a pandemic, and the answer to that is, it wouldn't have happened at this pace. They would have no. had to have gradually transitioned into the mess that we have today. Because had they just came out and said, "We're doing away with all of this stuff," uh, like you said, I think people would have revolted. So, you know, this was a perfect opportunity for them to use uh, something that that really should have gone in the opposite direction. They, instead of taking things away from you, they should have given you things to get you to, and to show you appreciation for, for being there through some tough times. Um, and they, they haven't done that. Before we move on to our next segment, Walt, you hit it, the nail on the head. When that was made, Disney took pride in being the best at what they do. They did it. They knew it. They were proud of it. 
and they put it out there. Now it's simply in their mind, we're the best. We're far superior. You know it. The world knows it. We don't even have to advertise it no more because you're just going to come and show up. So like we said, pre-taping, well, even the commercials that you see now, there's nothing out there compared to this one. There's no effort into it. It's very basic. It's very like, hey, come to Disney. This is what's going on. 25% off if you're a pass holder or Disney Plus. Stay at a Walt Disney World Deluxe Resort. That's it. Because think about it. Right. If, if you were going to make that video today, right? Take the same actors, the, the same everything. What could you say? What could you say? Pay for transportation. <laughs> it would have lasted about pass, 10 seconds. Yeah. Pay for Lightning Lane. Pay extra for Genie Plus. You know, uh, it's what do you say? There's nothing to. What, what are they going to have mean, a you commercial could put together on? A hey, you got to pay more. You could put together a great video, like a Saturday Night Live video, mocking all the things that they charge you for. <laughs> if we had the you know, technology but, and the ability, we would. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, we joke around about that, but it's it's sad because uh, most folks will never get to experience any of those things ever again. Um, no. And, and he, uh, I, I know this is kind of slightly off the topic, but it goes to the, the pride issue of it is that uh, even over my shoulder here, it just reminded me. I was looking at the, the 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 fifty logo, and I've seen plenty of articles about how people think that the the fiftieth anniversary has kind of fallen short a little bit in terms of their uh, merchandise and their overall advertising of it. And if you think about it, really, I mean, do you ever see commercials on TV about it? It's very rare. I know it's been no. going on for a while now, but still. Like you said, it it the pride's not there. It's almost like it's like a passing thought. Like, oh, by the way, yeah, we're fifty years old. You big yawn. I, I, I just, you know, ten years ago, you would have had the the commercial that you just played. You would have had a commercial like that advertising the fiftieth anniversary, and it would have been on TV like every other day. You would have been sick of of seeing it. And now mm -hmm. you very rarely ever see it. So it, but you're right though. Well, you made a good point. You, you made a good point with that. You don't see much advertisement in regards to, at least in the area that we live, you don't see mm -hmm. much advertisement at all in regards to Disney or the 50th anniversary, especially the only advertisements I see is the, uh, the one for the uh, Disney plus the 25% off that they've been. And you have to wonder is, are they getting that feedback from big advertising firms that say, Hey, you know, you guys don't have to waste your money on, telling everybody how great you are because people are going to come no matter what. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's the case, you know, to me, I just think they're getting, they're getting bad feedback from that. I think you don't ever lose sight of the fact of, of your product and your, and how, how, you know, your, the importance of that it, it's a brand. Mm -hmm. Don't lose sight of the brand and what the brand represents. And I just think that they've kind of, lost a little bit of focus on that you know so moving on to another segment and well unless you have anything else you want to you want to no, no. discuss before i've we move I've, on? I've, okay. I've, I've i've ranted long enough on that <laughs> <laughs> but like we said last time if you feel differently you know over our last two segments of um, what we think's wrong and changed at walt disney world you know let us know in the comments below over on youtube Send us some messages over on Instagram or our Facebook page. We'd love to know. We'd love to have a discussion. Um, 
because we really do. We really do care. But this is how Walter and I feel. And I think the majority of us Disney fans feel. So on to uh, a topic that you and I both like is food. We're going to discuss our top three restaurants over at Epcot. And I'm going to turn it over to Walt. You go first. So um, as we've discussed in previous episodes, um, our my number one restaurant at Epcot is Le Cellier at Canada at the Canadian Pavilion. Um, my number two is the San Angel Inn at Mexico. Uh, and my number three is Tepanetto at Japan. Um, and my rating on that is based on just overall experience, food quality, um, the value of, of the meal, of what you pay for and what you get. Uh, to me, those those are my top three. Now, just just as a little bit of background, I have eaten at pretty much all of the Epcot restaurants with the exception of Morocco and Germany, um, just because my wife doesn't like German food and Morocco doesn't have a huge uh, menu that appeals to me. So I haven't. But eventually I'd like to get over there and try uh, something Um, further down on my list. I did have uh, Via Napoli and. uh, Tutto Italia at Italy uh, and Chefs of France and Rose and Crown bringing up the rear uh, Chefs of France. Uh, I've had a really uh, I've had good meals there, but I don't really care for the uh, atmosphere in the restaurant. It's the tables mm-hmm. are just too tight and it's just very loud in there. Rose and Crown uh, limited menu. And uh, part of the reason for sitting there was to watch the fireworks at the end of the night and uh that went away now there's an upcharge for that so shocking mm-hmm. by the way that that's what? the case um but um yeah to me uh saint angel inn is one of my favorites it it's not going to knock off la cellier because uh i still love that uh flame at la cellier but it is a close uh second uh just for overall atmosphere um it, it again it's it's all about, um, I guess, the lighting in there because the tables are still pretty packed in there, but it's a complete, mm-hmm. completely different uh, atmosphere. I guess people uh, are a little bit quieter when uh, when the lights are turned down, uh, but it's just a different atmosphere in there, and um, it's just uh, it's very romantic. Uh, you've got the pyramid there. Uh, it's just it's 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 a nice um, restaurant to have uh, dinner at. Grand Fiesta tour. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's those are my my. I mean, I obviously went gave you five, but my top three is La Cellier, uh, Saint Angel Inn, and Teppanetto. And what are your three? Okay, so my top three are the only three I have eaten at Epcot. So, all the listeners out there, don't judge me. We won't restaurant go shame you. Yes, don't please don't <laughs> restaurant shame me. Uh, Italy is definitely next on my list. Uh, I did have a reservation in the past at uh, Chefs de France, but we had to cancel that. So that that would have made that, that would have been on the list. But um, my top three are um, Le Cellier is number one. You and I are, are both in agreement there. Um, I, I said it. I'm not going to dwell on it like in our last episode. Le Cellier is my favorite place to eat on property. It is the best filet that I've had anywhere, anywhere. I mean, like you said, I don't know how 
Disney buying their steaks and their fillets, how they're not, you know, especially at your top dining. But Le Cellier, if you have not tried it, I strongly, Walter and I strongly, strongly advise that on your next trip, you go there and uh, and get the fillet. Uh, number two is going to be the Rose and Crown. Uh, Walter and I uh, have gone there several times years ago. And that was still back when you were able to get a dining reservation outside, like Walt said, and watch Illuminations. So I will always remember that Illuminations was one of my favorite shows. Um, sitting outside and having dinner while it was going on was, it was just, it was cool. It was awesome. The bar atmosphere is really good there as well. And and in the future, we'll, we, we have some good stories to tell about that. But uh, my third is, and I think it would make my list, even if it was my, like right now, like I said, I've only been to three, but uh, last year, my family, because they love hibachi and I do not talked me into trying something different. And we went to correct me if I pronounce it wrong. Well, is it Tepanado? Uh Tepanado. Is that how you say it? Tepanado. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, so we made a reservation for there and I- I'm going to say I really enjoyed it. I mean, don't get me wrong. They do a great show, but I did like, I really enjoyed it. And I was shocked when I left there um, because I've had hibachi back at home and we have some really good hibachi in our area. And it's funny because I I almost feel like a kid because they liked it. You know, my daughter and my wife enjoyed it, but they much prefer the hibachi in our area where we live in New Jersey. And I was the opposite. So I was like, well, yeah, it's okay at home, but I thought it was very good there. And the gentleman we had, the the chef, put on an amazing show. So I, it was, and I would definitely go back. And like I said, it's not normally the food that I care to eat. I'm a basic meat and potatoes kind of guy, but it was very good. And I enjoyed the experience and I would absolutely what was go your, there. What was your favorite thing about it? I liked, especially when how they chop everything up, and then they chop the onions up, and then they, you know, they 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 uh, they stacked them, and then made the steam come out, mm-hmm. and then the volcano, started the, uh, the onion like, volcano. Yes, they did the vol. Yeah, the onion volcano. So you could tell I'm an amateur at hibachi, and then you know he was starting, he was dicing everything up, the vegetables, mm-hmm. and uh, he was doing like um, uh, singing like Aladdin. Having the the stuff, it was just it, he was very entertaining, very en- engaging with us. I can't say enough. I, I would go back, and for me to say that for someone who does not particularly move towards that type of food says a lot. Now, and my family would you, definitely back that up. What did you order? I just got the steak, and um, you know, I believe it's with the the they cook it like with the soy sauce and all that. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, "Can you?" cook it on the side i'm you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little shaky on the soy sauce because i did go there hungry and he did he was very accommodating the, the service was excellent there and then he he was pushing me towards let me flavor it up let me flavor it up and i finally bit the bullet and you know he did his thing and it was very good i i i i was pleasantly surprised how did you feel about the portion size? Cause I like the, I I really like the portion size at that restaurant. I agree. I agree. Um, if, if you leave there hungry, then there's something wrong. 
because the, the portion size was very large. Uh, and like I said, portion you're getting the, size, you're getting like, the noodles, you're getting the vegetables. Yep. yep. Everything was good. And, and like, I, I was very hesitant on going there, Walt. But I says, you know what? I'm here. If it's bad, it's going to be bad. I'll, I'll grab something on the way out. I'll grab something at the resort. I was staying over a boardwalk. And uh, it wasn't. I was shocked. Yeah. So I, I would definitely give it now, a try if you like hibachi. Yeah, did they still have the plexiglass up when you went in between yes. the... Yes, okay. they still had the plexiglass up. Yep. And, you know, we okay, all know so that's I, long removed. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I've been there after that, and it's it. I've, I've done both. And I prefer okay. the plexiglass just because people have a tendency to not talk to you. And yes. not that I don't not that I want to don't want to talk to people, but I would prefer to just, um, you know, just have the meal with the group I'm with or the person I'm with. So, um, you know, I actually preferred having that plexiglass up because it was <laughs> it was kind of prevented people from having conversation with you. So, well, I'm going to totally agree with you, Walt. And it's not I it's not like you said, it's it's for conversation purposes. It's not because of the germs. Um, but I, yeah, because you feel like, cause you're sitting so close to your neighbor that like, you almost feel like at some point you have to engage because, you know, they're putting on a demonstration or putting on a show and everyone's kind of talking and you kind of just, it just happens. And then you get into yep. a conversation that you sometimes you can't get out of. So, but yes, if you're going to go bring back the plexiglass at Teppanetto. <laughs> so Walt doesn't have to talk to his neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I. That's one of the reasons why I have that on my on my top three because I felt like um, for for the the quality of the food, the overall show that you get, as you mentioned, and the portion size, uh, and I usually mm-hmm. get an appetizer when I'm there. I, I've gotten the California roll. The sushi there is very good. Um, I I think that is actually kind of a almost a hidden value in a way because you don't walk out of there getting clobbered uh, by the bill the way you do in other restaurants. And uh, uh, the first time I went there, I was pleasantly surprised uh, at how affordable it was. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I know that with us, um, you know, I felt like I walked out of there uh having a very good dinner, uh, entertained and for a reasonable amount of money. I agree. I agree. So like I said, before we move on, my top three is La Cilier, Rose and Crown and Teppan Edo. I think I said that right again. And what, what was yours again? Uh, La Cilier, St. Angel Inn and Teppanetto. So we're going to move into our final segment of this week's episode. It's going to be our top five nighttime atmospheres at walt disney world now walt i know you got some really good topics so why don't you uh why don't you run with that at first okay so i'm gonna back i'm gonna go from five down to one um so my number five uh is one that we already touched on briefly on the previous segment which is rose and crown uh, that was on my top five because of the uh, fireworks, having uh, being able to get a, uh, a a seat there to watch the fireworks, um, and the um, and the meal was okay. But the one thing about Rose and Crown that is is a lot of folks probably don't 
pay attention to is the pub. The pub has a great uh, atmosphere, especially late at night. Um, can get a little rowdy <laughs> at times, um, depending on the group of people that are there. Um, but it's it's a fun rowdy. It's not a yeah, there, there's no bar for rap. Yeah, there's no yeah. So it it's it's just and it, it it's a fun place to have a, a couple of drinks at the end of the night. Um, my number four uh, is uh, surprisingly, believe it or not, Beach Club. Uh, it's the uh, Storm Along Bay pool and beaches and cream uh, at night. Mm-hmm. Storm Along Bay is completely lit up. Uh, it's a great. Uh, a place to to go and have a swim late at night when you come back from being overheated at the parks and um the beaches and cream has a walk-up window you can go grab some ice cream and bring it back to the pool or have a little table there right outside of um the the window uh, my number three is disney springs uh disney springs uh late night uh is a lot of fun. You could walk around, do some shopping. You could go to Giardelli's, have some ice cream. Uh, you've got the movie theater there. You've got, uh, you can go bowling um, if you want to. Uh, you've got, uh, which is at Splitsville. And then you have um, uh, City Works. So if you want to catch a ball game or have some drinks there, you know, um, House of Blues, another great place. So there's a lot of options at Disney Springs for uh, late night. Um, the number two on my list is a St. Angel Inn. Um, St. Angel Inn is got a great tequila bar in the uh, inside of their pavilion there at Mexico. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. uh, into tequila or any kind of drinks, especially margaritas, their their blood orange margarita is phenomenal. Uh, and the overall atmosphere in there, like I mentioned earlier, is is just a very good. Uh, atmosphere very underrated it's a shopping village in there the the restaurant's phenomenal number one is magic kingdom uh magic kingdom now this is i'm going to put an asterisk next to this because magic kingdom currently does not offer the one reason or the couple of reasons that i really really put this at number one which was the late night atmosphere uh magic kingdom uh if you stayed after fireworks and stayed on main street, had ice cream at um, the bakery uh, and just kind of lingered and took in the atmosphere uh, of magic kingdom. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And it was part of the reason why you have that Disney magic and going on vacation, uh, watching, looking at the, uh, the castle, watching the fireworks, but just kind of taking it in and, and, um, you know, waiting for the crowds to disperse. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's in lockdown at pretty much 11 o'clock unless you're, uh, is that grandpa Disney? Yeah, that's grandpa Disney. So now, unless you're, um, unless you're fortunate enough to be there on, I don't know if they offer extra magic for the, um, the, uh, deluxe resorts for that, for, for magic kingdom. I think they do. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but that's really your only option now to be there late at night. But that was one of my favorite things to do uh to sit there on main street and then just kind of wait until there were just a few lingering folks on main street and you could get those wonderful shots of the castle with hardly anybody in the way and now it's just like a stampede of people so it's uh not the same but but that's my top 
uh, five. Number one was Magic Kingdom. Two is San Angel Inn. Three, Disney Springs. Four, um, Beach Club. And five, Rose and Crown. All right. So my number five, and I'm going to do the same as Walter. I'm going to go from five to one. Mine is a lot more relaxing. Over the first 11 episodes, uh, this will be our 12th. I Don't go wrong. I like to have a drink when I'm on vacation, but I, I am very, uh, Walt will tell you, I like to sit back, relax, and just take it in. I don't have to be doing the whole heck of a lot to have a great time at Disney. Um, so number five is going to be having a couple drinks over at Geyser Point, over at Wilderness Lodge. That is one of my favorite places to eat during lunch. Um, highly suggest it. Go get the bison burger over there. Um, it's when you're there, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a, if for anybody who hasn't been there, it's an open air bar. Um, and it's right on, it's in the back of the resort, right up along Bay Lake. Um, it's very relaxing. They have uh, a lot of tables outside and chairs and you almost forget that you're even in Walt Disney world because you're really at that, at that, that location, you can't see much. And like I've said, Disney still does a lot of good. The theming and, and everything there is, is spot on. And well, I don't think you've ever been there yet, but you definitely got to try it on your next trip. It is. a Yeah. I have, great I have place. not been there, but I definitely want to try it. Yeah, it is definitely, it, it, even if you're a magic kingdom, you know, during the day, if you want to go take lunch, jump on, you know, jump on the, the water taxi real quick, take a quick ride over to wilderness lodge and get a great lunch over there. And it's good. It's relaxing. And like I said, for how close you are to Magic Kingdom, you would never know it there. So Geyser Point, definitely check it out. That's my number five. Uh, the Boardwalk over at the Boardwalk Resort is my number four. Um, now that they're starting to bring back the uh, the entertainment on the Boardwalk, uh, you know, you and I are from New Jersey, so we have the Jersey Shore. Grew up going to the Boardwalk. So you know, that kind of um, that kind of nightlife you know walking the boards playing some games having a couple drinks grabbing a slice of pizza that's right down my alley and it's just reminds you of home but just nicer so (laughs) but yeah definitely boardwalk definitely try it out one night um you know just even if you're at epcot take a walk in take a walk around soak it up if you never stayed there before because after that, you know, either going around the beach and yacht or going over to the boardwalk, you're definitely going to want to stay there in the future. And there's a lot of good nightlife over there. Uh, you have um, uh, jelly rolls over there. You have the dance club. Um, you have flying fish. You have, um, well, I always mess it up. Do you remember what's the name of the Italian place? Al four um, over on the boardwalk. I, I always I, I'm not going to say it because I always mm-hmm. mess it up. I butcher it bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, uh, it's, it's all. Uh, yeah, I, I see it, but I, I always butcher. Yeah, I can't think of. Yeah, Troy, yes, yeah. I'm not going to say it because you'll laugh at me, and then I'm, I'm going to butcher. Well, that it. used yeah, to be that there. That used to be Cat Chorus, and I. Okay. You know, I won't go into. I don't want to mess up your top five, but Cat Chorus was a terrible restaurant. So I'm kind of <laughs> glad that's gone. Well, they get mixed reviews because I did hear when Flying Fish was closed. People were reporting mm-hmm. that the chef, the head chef over at Flying Fish, was over, over there at that restaurant, and uh, it did seem to pick up. But I, I've never eaten there yet, besides the, out through the pizza window. 
So yeah, definitely check out the boardwalk at night. Go at night because that's when you're really gonna get that true that true boardwalk feel. Um, coming in at number three is Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios is arguably my favorite park. I know it's the smallest, um, and I know I'm the minority when it comes to the top four parks, but there's something about Hollywood Studios. Uh, I love the vibe. I love the music. It's very, very relaxing. I love to grab a drink. You know, even go over to the, the bar outside Brown Derby, you know, grab a cocktail. They got a great cop salad, by the way. Yeah, there's something about it. Even at Christmas time, I think mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios, I'm going to get hate mail for this too. I think Hollywood Studios is the best decorated. I love that that silver garland and they they seem to play the most Christmas music. Um, so yeah, I, Hollywood Studios is 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 my top three, and especially if you're there at Christmas time, go check it out because I think they do a wonderful job decorating over there. Um, coming in at number two, uh, it was on Walter's list as well, uh, Disney Springs. But my favorite part of Disney Springs is the only original left, which is the marketplace. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the other areas there, they did a wonderful job redoing it. Um, and there's a lot of places to go, like Wine Bar George. Uh, you, you know, you got the Blues. Um, you got the Splitsville. I know, Walt, you're a fan of Splitsville. But mm-hmm. there's something about the marketplace, the music, the laid-back atmosphere. Um, it just has that Disney vibe. And that's where we tend to gravitate to, because especially if we stay at Saratoga, we walk over the bridge and get right in. Um, it just, you know, hit World of Disney. Um, we hit the Christmas shop, grab a drink over at a Dockside Margarita, which we'll get into in the future. I was a little disappointed on my last trip. Um, yeah, so Marketplace, Disney Springs, especially at night. I love things at mm-hmm. night. I think everything lit up. Uh, at night just gives it just a little just a little bit of a nicer touch so and then coming in at number one which was yours is magic kingdom i I know you know in past episodes i've said you know magic kingdom is a is difficult is not difficult but it's 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 a little bit of a trek to get in and it's a little bit of a trek to get out especially if you're you're there at, at close but like you said well you know whether you're grabbing an ice cream or i like to get before they close is those little vendors. They had the, the, um, I think it's the honey roasted, the, the almonds. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I'll post a picture up on our Instagram. Those almonds are to die for. So you either, you know, you grab an ice cream at the ice cream parlor on main street, or I would get the almonds. And like you said, you just hang out and they also do, if you stay really late, you know, like now it's grandpa Disney. So they're kicking you out before, but they usually do that. Good night kiss. And, you know, they had the light, a little bit of a light show on the castle. And then they say, you know, thank you for coming and have a safe trip home. It's that kind of steals the deal. You know, you, you've had a long vacation, a good vacation. And there's something about Magic Kingdom at night when it's basically empty and you could just take it in for what it is, is mm-hmm. just spot on. Like, I'm with you, Walt. I totally agree. I don't know how Magic Kingdom can't be somebody's number one. So those are my top five. So I'll reiterate one more time. Number five, Geyser Point over at Wilderness Lodge located on Bay Lake. Uh, number four is the Boardwalk at the Boardwalk Resort. Number three is Hollywood Studios. 
Number two is Disney Springs, the marketplace. And number one, Magic Kingdom. So, Walt, before we wrap, is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we uh, we close out another episode? Uh, we got a couple of minutes. I just wanted to touch on something that you mentioned on on your list. So um, you're you have an upcoming uh, trip and you're going to be staying at the mm-hmm. boardwalk. Correct. Um, out of all of the things at the boardwalk that you that you experience, what would you say is your is your favorite? Now, it could be nightlife. It could be a restaurant and any anything in particular that pops out to you that you really, really because it seems like you really enjoy that resort. What is like the number one draw for you to that resort? Is it the the reminder of the Jersey Shore, or or is there something else to it? I think my number one. I do I do like the theming, and you know we're from Jersey, so and I and I'm I spend my summers down in Jersey Shore. The theming I do like the theming of the resort. I really do. Probably a tie for number one is its location. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a stone throw away from Epcot. You're you know. You could walk to Hollywood Studios. Um, I know we didn't have the best dinner at Flying Fish, but I have had a, a spectacular dinner there in the past. So you have Jelly Rolls, a nightclub. Mm-hmm. So if you like nightlife, you know, you have the dance club. You have also, which I have, we'll do a review in the future, uh, Big River, which you don't need, uh, the, the Big River Brewing Company, which you don't need a reservation for. Uh, flying fish like i said you have the italian restaurant i'm not saying the name because i'm gonna really mess it up i i also like the shopping there um and listen you got beach club and yacht club right across from it you get great breakfast over at uh cape may cafe um i i just like the whole vibe of the epcot resort area Mm -hmm. and we've discussed this in the past well I, i would take the epcot resort area probably any day over magic kingdom I really do. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Polynesian guy, and I've stayed there several times, and I love the Poly. That is my favorite resort go-to to to hang out. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to stay, but I I love visiting. I love visiting the Poly. But, yeah, it's. I think between the how close it is to Epcot and the subtle reminders of the boardwalk, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I choose it, so. Have you uh, now the the bakery is shutting down and and converting to more of a deli? Uh, you have had, uh, have you had anything from the bakery in the past? I got a sandwich. The last trip we um we got some pastries. I got a the the um mm-hmm. uh it, for the life of me, it's not coming to me. Uh, coffee cake. The coffee cake was very good. Okay. Um. I never got a sandwich because when you see when you saw the sandwiches they had, you were kind of like, uh, "I'm gonna pass." So I personally, I know it's iconic, and you know, episodes ago we've we've talked about it because actually at the time of taping, they just closed the Boardwalk Bakery, so that's now mm-hmm. in the renovation stage to open up. They're saying they're saying end of summer, so it's probably going to be in the next month right. or two that it's going to be done. Um, that it's going to convert to the boardwalk deli. And I seen some of the pictures we posted up on our Instagram page of some of the sandwiches. It looks good. I think it's needed. I know it's iconic, but I do think the change was needed. Um, and then they actually just got done. They took the, all the facade down off the ESPN club. So, you know, that's moving forward as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I yeah, definitely I saw pictures like of it. Those it, sandwiches it look really good. 
They do look good. If they look anything but, like the uh, picture. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we'll get into that in a future episode about how much they like to put out how good a sandwich looks. And then when you actually go buy it, it looks nothing like it. But yeah, uh, well, absolutely. If if you're an Epcot fan, Beach Yacht or or Boardwalk, definitely. Definitely. It, it's, it's, it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I think it's a great location. And I, I was curious as to um what like your favorite things were there and it it, it you know it's it's interesting because to get that perspective of um you know what your thoughts are on it um i think a lot of folks uh probably appreciate getting that information if they have to make a decision on a place to stay especially around that epcot uh resort area yeah but i, I before we wrap i, I gotta say like at saratoga i have a special spot that's my home resort that's where i own all my dvc points at I love Saratoga, but their boardwalk is a close second. If you ask my daughter and wife, boardwalk's their number one. Yeah, no, I, I think that I was could, a good. I could see that. Yeah, enough. I could see that. But I, I do see... want to stay in Beach Club in, in the near future. At the uh, at the concierge level. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine me I, I, owning DVC points and being like, "Hey, let's stay concierge over at the yacht club." <laughs> That's not going to go over well. Well, you're just gonna have Excuse to find me. another contract. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, don't, don't don't say that. But uh what do you think? Well, that's a good that, place to wrap up. Can afford, this way they can afford to pay for the paint job on the DVC sign that they're gonna they're gonna do. <laughs> I hope they keep it because I really do enjoy that sign. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good place but, to wrap up. Thanks a lot for uh for letting us uh vent and give our opinions and thoughts on things. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And uh the downloads have been climbing very steadily and and walter and i can't thank you enough for all the support and uh you you have friends and family out there make sure you know you share it with them and uh you know come hang with us for a for an hour and uh try to escape reality and we hear the good and bad about walt disney world so all right well that's a good place to wrap what do you think yep have a great night everybody yep all right everybody that's gonna uh, wrap up this edition of the disney resorts podcast for walt ramirez i'm kenny hayes take care everybody